السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ولا أما بعد قال ربي شح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل الأقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم زدنا علما Oh praise and thanks is due to Allah Azza wa Jal Peace and salutations upon Muhammad ibn Abdullah Salawatullahi wa salamu wa alayhi Peace and salutations upon his family, upon his friends And upon all those who try to emulate him until the end of times Al-Hadithu Thamin wal-Ishroon An Abi Najih al-Irbaad ibn Sariyah رضي الله عنه قال وعظنا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم موعظة وجلت منها القلوب وذرفت منها العيون فقلنا يا رسول الله كأنها موعظة موعظة مودع فأوصينا قال أوسيكم بتقوى الله عز وجل والسمع والطاعة وإن تأمر عليكم عبد فإنه من يعيش منكم فسيرى اختلافا كثيرا فعليكم بسنتي وسنة الخلفاء راشدين المهديين عدوا عليها بالنواجذ وإياكم ومحدثات الأمور فإن كل بدعة ضلالة رواه أبو داود وترميذي وقال حديث حسن صحيح So the hadith that we'll be looking at to start in today's lesson is hadith number 28 and this hadith is on the authority of Abu Najih al-Irbad ibn Sariya, may Allah be pleased with him, who said that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave us a sermon by which our hearts were filled with fear and tears came to our eyes. So we said, O Messenger of Allah, it is as though this is a farewell sermon. So counsel us, meaning give us nasiha. He, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, that I counsel you to have taqwa of Allah Azza wa Jal and to listen and obey your leader even if it a slave were to become your Amir for verily he amongst you who lives long he will see great controversy so you must keep to the sunnah stick to the sunnah and to the sunnah of the Khulafa Rashidin, yani the rightly guided Khalifs, those who guide to the right way. And in the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he carries on and he says, cling to it stubbornly, meaning with your mawla teeth. That's the literal meaning. And he says he ends this hadith by saying, and beware of newly invented matters in the religion, for verily. Every innovation is misguidance. This hadith is narrated or found in the Sunan of Abu Dawood as well as in the Jami of Imam At-Tirmidhi Rahimallahu Ta'ala. 
So this hadith, uh, it starts off, and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi, or the sahaba, the sahabi, the companion that narrates us, he says that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he gave us a sermon. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he gives them a wa'ad. And a wa'ad yani is, huwa tazkiru bil amr nahi. It is a message that one will take note and one will remember the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the prohibitions. So someone he will come and he will give a speech, he will give a talk. And this is what is known as a wa'ad. So in here is going to be commands and in here is going to be prohibitions. And usually in this it is about the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the rights about mankind, etc. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, or before he speaks, the Sahabi he says that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he spoke to us, when he started this maw'id, when he started this wa'ad, he says, Wajilat minhal qulub. He says that our hearts they began to tremble, يعني, meaning they were their hearts were filled with fear. They were scared. And our eyes started to fill with tears. Because Right, the Prophet Sallallahu voice must have been a voice where he was saddened. Must have been a time when he seemed a bit, if we can use the word like more serious, where he seemed a bit more severe in his speech. So the Sahaba, they started to worry. And then the companions, they told Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and they said, Ya Rasulullah, Ka'annaha, it is as if Maw'idatu mawadda' It is as if this is your what? Your final sermon Your final speech The way you started this Rasulullah The way you are speaking to us It seemed that this is going to be your final speech And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he starts and he says, Usikum Allah That I command you, I beseech you to be God conscious. And this word taqwa, right? We discussed it previously. We discussed the meanings quite often. And the author here, he says that the word taqwa is an ta'mala bi ta'atillahi ala nurin min Allah tarju thawab Allah he says taqwa is to do that one needs to do amal make actions in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seeking the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is as well وَأَنْ تَتْرُكَ مَعْسِيَةِ اللَّهِ 
and it is to leave off ma'asiyatillah disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takhsha iqaballah fearing the what of Allah the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he says فَجَمْعُ فِي هَذَا التَّعْرِيفِ بَيْنَ التَّرْكِ That he says to combine or make jam'a this definition between tark, between leaving off that obviously yani which is bad وَالْعِلْمِ and to have knowledge وَالْنِيَةِ and to have a good intention وَهَذَا حَقِيقَةُ التَّقْوَى فِي الْأَوَامِرِ وَالنَّوَاهِ and this is the reality or the reality of taqwa fil awamir in its commands wanawahi and its prohibitions right a few weeks ago when we came across the word taqwa we also defined taqwa on the definition that ali radiyallahu an gave al amalu bit tanzil right he said that Taqwa consists of four things. Number one, it is to practice that which was revealed. Right? Akhawfu bi jalil wa amali bi tanzil. First of all, to be God conscious of Allah. Secondly, to practice of that which was sent down, meaning the Quran and the Sunnah. Thirdly, to be at ease, to be satisfied, even if you have a little. And fourthly, he says that taqwa is that you must prepare for the journey. And that is the journey of death. And then he says, or the hadith says, وَالسَّمْعِ وَالطَّاعَةِ That you need to listen and you need to obey. Listen and obey to who? To who? To To your leader, right? So here, right, sam and ta'a. It is to, like you mentioned, ta'atullah, to obey Allah, wa ta'atu rasul, and also to obey the Muslim leader. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, kul ati'ullah wa ati'ur rasul. That say, O Muhammad, obey Allah and obey His Messenger. And also, what is meant here is that samwata'a to the waliul amr, to that person that is in charge. Al Imamul Muslim, to the Muslim leader, or that person which is. He is representative. Let's say, you know, for example, there's the Muslim, in any country they have a president, and what do they have if he's not there? The deputy, the naib, right? Same thing like if you have an imam in a mosque. Right? You have the imam, and the imam's not there, he has his naib imam, someone that fills the imam's position when he's not there. Or can amiran, or can be the amir, the maybe the leader of the city that you're in. So, for example, each province in Saudi, using Saudi Arabia for example, I stayed there so I know, each city would have their own, each province has their own Amir, but they have a Malik, they have a leader, and he has people under him, and the Amirs they control their 
provinces. And Allah knows best. Right? And the word sam'ah. It is to listen to the commands of the waliul amr. And the word ta'a is min it is to obey. Right? The rules that the waliul amr gives to the people of his or they land. And listening and obedience to the leader. It is the rights of the imam, of the leader. This is his right over the people that they must listen and they must obey him when he commands them and when he prohibits them. And this obviously comes from the action of which is known as bay'ah. And a perfect example we can give you is what happened in Kuwait. Right, yesterday or the day before the Amir of Kuwait, he passed away. So they buried him. And what happened today? A new Amir was in charge and the people would take bay'ah by him. So now obviously you might ask yourself the question, that does every person in the community in the country must everyone go and go take by abayim no so what they say is that if the leaders of the community go and the main imams and they go then this suffices for the whole community or the whole country and allah knows best then the author he says He says that with regards to sum and ta'a there is no difference Right there is no difference between this And there is no difference between the bay'a of sum and ta'a And he says that this is to the imam Then he carries on and he says, إِذَا تَبَيَّنَ هَذَا فَإِنَّ السَّمْعَ وَالطَّاعَ لِوَلِيِّ الْأَمْرِ مَشْرُوطَةِ فِي النُّسُوسِ بِأَنَّهَا السَّمْعَ وَالطَّاعَ فِي غَيْرِ مَعْسِيَةِ Now this is an important point. Right? That the command of the leader is in doing what is good, forbidding what is evil, so long there is, it is not commanding you to do ma'asiyah, to do sins. That which opposes Allah Azza wa Jal and that which opposes Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Amma idha umira abd bima'asiyah fa'innahu la sam'a wa la ta'a. So Shaykh he says, if he commands you to the slave to do ma'asiyah, to do sins, to do that which is against the Quran and the Sunnah, then there is no obedience to him. And right, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says, Ya ladina amanu, O you who believe, Allah wa amri minkum. Right? Oh, you who believe, Allah, 
Right, so now using the word, the verb ati'ullah. Ati'u. To obey Allah. So you must obey Allah. Wa rasul. And you must obey who? The messenger. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa ulil amrimin. And the leader. Now, do you notice? I want to break down this ayah and I want to highlight something. That Allah says, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu aw you believe. Then he uses the verb, Ati'ullah. Obey Allah. He says, Wa ati'u rasul. He uses the verb again. And obey the messenger. But when it comes to the leader, what does he say? Wa ulil amrimin. Right, so this wa is ma'atuf on the ati'u, on the word, the verb. But he doesn't use the verb again. He only uses the verb for Allah. He says, Allah, Rasul, wa ulil amri minkum. So the ulama, they explain and they say that the reason why, right? Karrara fi'al ati'u. Fi qawli ati'u Allah wa ati'u Rasul. لِأَنَّ اللَّهَ يُطَاعُ إِسْتِقْلَالًا لِحَقِّهِ وَرَسُولٍ أَيْضًا That their right, the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the rights of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is independent. Meaning that you have to obey Allah's commands. You have to obey Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's commands. As for the leader... Right? It is not independent. There's a, maybe a possibility that he could err. There's a possibility he could command you to do something which is against the Sharia. So you see the difference. That Allah's commands, he uses the verb. Rasulullah they use the verb. But as for the leader, they don't use the verb. He says, Right? It is just ma'atuf on the verb. Meaning it carries on that you need to obey him. But if it is contrary to the Sharia, then there is no obedience to him. And some of the ulama from the Shafi'iyah and others, they have said that right, حَتَّى وَإِن كَانَ مَا أَمَرَ بِهِ مُخَرَّجًا عَلَى أَحَدٍ أَقْوَالْ أَئِمَّ فَإِنَّهُ يُطَاعَ لِأَنَّهُ يَقْسُدْ حِينَ إِذٍ بِوَجْهِ شَرْعِ مَصْلَحَ فِي إِلْتِزَامُ وَعَدَمُ مُخَالَفَةُ وَهَذَا أَمْرٌ بَيِّنْ وَعُلَمَا فِي مَا كَتَبُوا فِي سِيَاسَ شَرْعِيَّ قَرَّرُ ذَلِكْ وَهِيَ مَسْعَلَ عَظِيمًا Now, yes, some of the people of knowledge They differentiate between the leader that is just, right? The al amru al muqsid al adil fi ghairi maasiya. A leader that is just and there is no maasiya, there is nothing haram. Wa yuta'a waliyul amr jair and the obedience of the waliyul amr who is unjust. And they explain أَنَّهُ طَاعَ وَهَذَا تَعْبِيرْ عَبْرَ بَعْدَ أُلَمْ عِلْمْ وَفِي نَظَرْ مِنْ وَجْهَيْنِ 
So what they saying is that you need to differentiate between the two. Right? So the one leader is the just leader. And he doesn't command you in to do that which is wrong. The other one is a leader, but he treats his people unjustly. So you only obey him when he commands you to do good, and other than that, you don't obey him. So now the author says you need to look at this, with this, and there's two angles that one needs to look at. Number one, that the Islamic, that the text of Quran and Sunnah, this doesn't differentiate between obedience of Waliul Amr, who is just, and who is Adil. Between him and the one that is the leader but he is unjust. In fact, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Tasma'u wa tuti'u lil amir. Listen and obey the amir. Wa in duriba dhahruk. Even if he beats your backs. Wa ukhida maluk. Even if he takes your wealth. Fasma'u. Listen and obey. Then he says the second point that he wants to bring out. That this kalam, right? This speech. It is possible that. Right? Yuhmal ala muhmal sahih yuwafiq nusus. Wa huwa anna al-awamir shari'i fiha an ya'ti al-insan al-adal wa alla ya'in ala dhulm. قال الله تعالى وتعاونوا على البر والتقوى ولا تعاونوا على الإثم والعدوان والولي الأمر إذا كان عادلا غالب أوامر على عدل so he says here as for the Amir that is just he most of the time is going to command with what with عدل with justice and with fairness وعلى طاعة and obedience فإنه حينئذ لا يس تفصل فيما أمر به هل هذا موافق لأمر الله أم ليس بموافق لأن أصل أنه لا يأمر إلا بموافق right, so now they just either author just goes on and explains that what will happen is that basically the person the leader that is just he's going to do what he will command you with the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. The author then goes on to explain about ta'atu fil ma'roof. Obedience in that which is good. Wal ma'roof huwa ma laysa And ma'roof and good is that which is far away that which does not have ma'asiyah ma'urifa fi shari'i hasan and that which is which he commands with good wa huwa ma laysa bima'asiyah and this is not ma'asiyah wa lihada jaa fi hadith ukhar bibayan anna ta'a takun fi ghayri ma'asiyah that the obedience to the leader is in that which is not Commanding you to do bad ma'asiyah. وَعَلَى هَذَا اِعْتِقَادِ أَهْلُ السُنَّةِ And this is upon, on this principles, the aqidah of Ahlu Sunnah is based. في 
and then now the author he gives us three examples or three conditions number one that which is compulsory in the foundations of the religion فَإِنَّهُ so it is really he يُطَاعَ فِي الْأَمِيرِ لِأَمْرِ اللَّهِ بِذَلِكَ وَلَيْسَ الطَّاعَةُ هُنَا فِي الْوَاجِبِ مِنْ حُقُوقِهِ بَلْ هُوَ يُطَاعَ لِحَقِّ اللَّهِ فِي طَاعَتِهِ فِي مَا أَوْجَبُ so the first hal here the first condition is that the Amir he commands you to do something but his commands is in conformity with the Sharia it is conformity with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's teachings so the author says that you not fulfilling the haqq of the Amir you fulfilling the haqq of, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all the Amir is doing is that he is just telling you what to do number two that, he, that you are commanded and Right, so he gives certain commands and he gives certain prohibitions, which is mubah. Right? So it is not wajib, it's not compulsory, but it is mubah. But he orders you to do this mubah. And this is based on his ijtihad. With this, you must follow him still. Right? And here I would like to give an example maybe. Right, I'm just going to use the example of niqab. Right, so certain ulama say niqab is wajib, certain ulama say niqab is not wajib. Right, so those that say niqab is not wajib. Right. Obviously, those that say it's wajib for them, everyone must wear niqab. But now we find maybe a place, an institute, whatever. They believe niqab is not wajib. But for the maslaha. Right? So according to him, niqab is what? It's mubah, it's sunnah. But because for the protection of everyone, he commands the females to wear niqab. So now what must they do? They must wear niqab. Understand the difference? Right? So something that is mubah, he can make it wajib as the leader for his people. He say you must do that, and they have to follow it. Understood? And then the third condition is that when he commands them to do something which is sinful, something which is against the Sharia. Or he prohibits something which is wajib. So you have a leader and they say, no, the Muslims can't make salah. Right? So a Muslim country, whatever, the leader say, no, sorry. Right? Salah prohibited for you people. Are we going to obey still? We can't obey. Because now he's going against the orders of Allah Azza wa Jal. And he says, Fala or فَهُنَا لَا طَاعَتْ لَهُ There is no obedience to him. And then he says that obedience to Allah, the rights of the obedience to Allah, takes preference over the rights of a leader. And then he gives examples also, for example, that طَاعَتُ وَالِدَيْنِ That be good. Right? Obedience to the parents. Obedience that the wife has to the husband. Obedience of the Imam. And he gives various other examples. 
and he says that yeah for example the parents as well if the parents commands the child to do something which is against the sharia he does not have to obey them obviously with adab with respect <coughs> afwan and this is also we remember now the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam where he makes mention and he says la ta'atil makhluk ila ma'siyatil khalid that there is no obedience to the creation if it is in disobedience to the creator the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he says wa in ta'amar alaykum abadun even if what a slave even if a slave were to become your amir so why is he saying this right he's saying that you must obey your leaders even if what happens a slave becomes the amir you have to listen and you have to obey him so right and you need to also remember that in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam there was a lot of what that took place people would look down on different people if you were poor your skin was darker understand then they would look down on them so here the prophet makes this example as well that even if a slave becomes your leader then you will have to follow that's number one point number two also with regards to imara with regards to leadership there is how many ways the author mentions two ways of becoming a leader number one is by ikhtiyar by choice so the people they will come together and they will choose their amir they will choose their leader and this we can see, for example, in Islamic history with regards to the Khulafa Rashidin, Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, and Ali. May Allah be pleased with all of them. Right? With that, with the leadership as well of Muawiyah ibn Abi Sufyan. May Allah be pleased with him. When Hassan radiallahu anhu was the son of Ali, when he gave over his Khilafa to, to Muawiyah. Right, but the point is here that if you look at the history of the selection of the Amirs, then there was a group of Sahaba, and they would choose the following Amir, and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala knows best. The second way of becoming a leader is waliyatul ijbari, that it's yani almost like a forced leadership, or ahad ala muslimin bi that there was basically a battle that took place etc and the one was defeated by the means of a sword meaning by war and the leader now the new leader he calls the people to follow him to take bay'ah by him the people needs to obey and they must take bay'ah by this leader um, right so carries on and the author here subhanallah he just he goes into a lot of detail right about leadership and right it doesn't 
we don't I don't feel we need to go into so much detail this you can study again one day when you do the chapters of fiqh etc etc however there is one point that we need to highlight and this is there is a difference between not obeying a leader and there is a difference between revolting or rebelling against the leader so rebelling against the leader this is haram you cannot do this right but for example like we mentioned they say do not make salah make salah you can't do certain things which is against the sharia you still you don't have to obey it but there is no rebelling you cannot take to the streets you cannot march you cannot take over leaders because we've seen what happened look at Syria look at Egypt look at Libya because of doing what? trying to overthrow governments it has led them to become worse in a worse state that they were originally in and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he says فَإِنَّهُ مَنْ يَعِشْ مِنْكُمْ فَسَيَرَى اِخْتِلَافًا كَثِيرًا that whomsoever is going to live right longer you're going to live after me etc what's going to happen فَسَيَرَى اِخْتِلَافًا كَثِيرًا you are going to see a lot of اختلاف a lot of differences a lot of differences of opinion and this happened when this happened already in the time of Abu Bakr radiallahu the if you look at the war of the apostates he had to fight jihad against the murtad so now we see already ikhtilaf the time of Uthman radiallahu I mean of Umar radiallahu at the demise of Umar radiallahu what happened this opened the bab this opened the door to the fitna the killing of Uthman radiallahu the rise of the khawarij the rise of deviant groups killing of Ali radiallahu and like that we seen goes from one part to the other part and we seen differences of opinion right differences of opinion that that's affected the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and then Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam he gives us the problem right he says that you are going to see a lot of differences but he gives us the solution as well he says فَعَلَيْكُمْ بِسُنَّتِي وَسُنَّةِ الْخُلَفَاءِ رَاشِدِينَ الْمَهْدِيهِينَ right فَعَلَيْكُمْ بِسُنَّتِي that stick to my sunnah stick to the Quran stick to the sunnah you're not going to go astray as he says in other hadith he says that my way is as clear as the daylight لَيْلُهَا كَنَارِهَا the night is as clear as the day the Prophet ﷺ is tell, telling us this. And then he says that follow my sunnah, the author says, and be firm on the sunnah of Muhammad wasallam. And he says that be firm on well as that of the Khulafa or Rashidin. Right, the likes of Abu Bakr of Umar Uthman and Ali radiallahu an. 
that follow their way, follow the way of the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and follow the way of the Khulafa Rashidin. وَهُمُ الَّذِي خَلَفُوا مُسْتَفَى صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ فِي وِلَايَةِ الْأَمْرِ عَلَى طَرِيقَتِهِ وَالْخُلَفَى رَاشِدُونَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِ أَرْبَعَ Abu Bakr, ثُمَّ عُمَر, ثُمَّ Uthman and Ali, or ثُمَّ Ali, may Allah be pleased with all of them. And the author then says, وَوُصِفُوا بِأَنَّهُمْ رَاشِدُونَ لِأَنَّهُمْ قَامُوا بِرُشْدِ that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says that he uses the word to describe him as Rashid, as rightly guided. Because he says this is exactly what they were. They were Rushd, they were upright people. Right? The Khulafa. And he says that they, what does the word Rushd mean? Huwa ilm bilhaq, having knowledge with the truth. Wal amal bihi and Amal, doing actions with it. Fasamu Rashidin. And this is the Rashidin. Lianahum kanu ulama fil haq amalu bihi. Walaysat adi sifa illa li ha ula arba. And this description is not only for them. Wafi umar. Ibn Abdul Aziz in his Khilafah as well. That Umar Abdul Aziz also, he was a Khalif Rashid. He was an upright leader. But now the question is, was he part of the Khulafa Rashidin? That is mentioned وَالَّذِي عَلَيْهِ نَسُّ كَثِيرٌ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْإِمْكَ أَحْمَدٌ وَغَيْرُهُ أَنَّهُ مِنْ خُلَفَاءَ رَاشِدِينَ لِأَنَّهُ عَلِمْ بِالْحَقِّ فَعَمَلْ بِهِ وَعَامَةُ لَا لَيْسُ عَلَى ذَلِكَ بَلْ مِنْهُمْ مَنْ لَا يَعْلَمْ حَقَّ أَصْلًا وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ يَعْلَمْ حَقَّ فَيُخَالِفُهُ لِأَهْوَى وَشَهَوَاتِ وَالنَّزَاعِ مُخْتَلِفَةٌ The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he says to us in the hadith he carries on and he says عَدُّوا عَلَيْهَا بِالنَّوَاجِذِ النَّوَاجِذِ يعني this is your teeth. so he says to us that you must keep firm you must hold fast with your teeth onto the sunnah onto the Quran and onto the sunnah وَإِيَّاكُمْ وَمُحْتَثَاتِ الْأُمُورِ and he says that beware of newly invented matters right وَإِيَّاكُمْ وَمُحْتَثَاتِ الْأُمُورِ and here we discussed this already. We discussed the whole concept of bid'ah and that. So we're not going to go into too much detail. But the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he warns us and he says, "Iyakum wa muhtathatil umur, fa inna kulla bid'atin dalala." For indeed, all innovations leads to ignorance. And this, alhamdulillah, this hadith it wasn't a very long hadith. Right? However. It is a hadith that needed to, that we needed to spend some time on. And this brings us to the next hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Where the Prophet right Hadith Attasi wa Ishrun. عن معاذ بن جبر رضي الله عنه قال قلت يا رسول الله أخبرني بعمل يدخلني الجنة. 
وَيُبَاعِدُنِي عَنِ النَّارِ قَالَ لَقَدْ سَأَلْتَ عَنْ عَظِيمٍ وَإِنَّهُ لَيَسِيرٌ عَلَى مَنْ يَسَّرَهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَلَيْهِ تعبد الله لا تشرك به شيئا وتقيم الصلاة وتؤتي الزكاة وتسوم رمضان وتحج البيت ثم قال ألا أدلك على أبواب الخير الصوم جنة والصدقة تدفئ الخطيئة كما يدفئ الماء النار والصلاة رجل في جوف الليل ثم تلا تتجافى جنوبهم عن المضاجع حتى بلغ يعملون ثم قال ألا أخبرك برأس الأمر وعموده وذروة سنامه قلت بلى يا رسول الله قال رأس الأمر الإسلام وعموده الصلاة وذروة سنامه الجهاد ثم قال ألا أخبرك بملاك ذلك كله قلت بلى يا رسول الله فأخذ بلسانه وقال كف عليك هذا قلت يا نبي الله وإنا لمؤاخذون بما نتكلم به فقال ثكي لتك أمك ثكي لتك أمك وهل يكب الناس في النار على وجوههم أو قال على مناخرهم إلا حصائد ألسنتهم ألسنتهم رواه الترمذي وقال حديث حسن صحيح The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم This hadith is narrated by Mu'adh radiyallahu anhu He says that I said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, inform me, tell me, show me of an action that will take me into paradise and will keep me away from the hellfire. He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, you have asked me about a great matter, yet it is easy for him for whom Allah makes it easy. Worship Allah. Without associating any partners with him Establish the prayer Pay the zakah Fast in the month of Ramadan And make the pilgrimage to the house Then he Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Shall I not guide you towards the means of goodness Fasting is a shield Charity wipes away sin As water extinguishes the fire And praying of the praying of the man Or a man In the depths of the night Then he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam recited the verse in suratul sajda that those who forsake their beds to invoke their Lord in fear and hope and they spend charity in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's cause out of what we have bestowed on them no person knows what is kept hidden for them of joy as a reward for what they used to do this is verse number 16 and 17 of suratul hasajda and then the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he carries on and he says then he right Or he says, shall I not inform you of the head of the matters, right? The main head, the leader of the matters, its pillars and its peak. I said, yes, O Messenger of Allah. The Prophet, peace be upon him, he said, the head of the matter is Islam. And the pillars of it is its prayer. And the peak of Islam, it's jihad. Then, 
He, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Shall I not tell you of the foundation of all of that? I said, Yes, O Messenger of Allah. So he took hold of his tongue. And he said, Retain this. I said, O Prophet of Allah, Will we be taken to account for what? We say with it, Ye Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, May your mother be bereaved of you, O Mu'adh. Right? He said, May your mother be bereaved. Oh, of you, O oh Mu'ad, is there anything that throws people into the hellfire upon their faces or on their noses except the harvests of their tongues? So this hadith, subhanallah, again shows us that the Sahaba, they were people that always wanted to do what? They always wanted to know more. They came to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and they say to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Ya Rasulullah inform me of something. Teach me something good. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he taught Mu'ad or he explains to Mu'ad Radiallahu An this hadith. And this also brings me to the point that your good deeds is that which is going to assist you. It's going to help you way to enter Jannah. And your bad deeds is going to lead you to way. It's going to lead you to Jannah. And this also goes contrary to the belief of certain Sufi sects, of certain Turuk as Sufiya. They say, Right, وَهَذَا بِخِلَافِ مَا يَقُولُهُ بَعْدُ السُّوفِيَةِ أَنَّهُمْ لَا يَعْبُدُونَ اللَّهَ رَغْبَةً فِي جَنَّتِهِ وَلَا خَوْفًا مِنْ نَارِهِ وَهُوَ بَاطِلُونَ They believe and they say that we do not worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enter Jannah and we don't stay away from wrong because we are afraid from Jannah. That is incorrect. Why do you do more actions? To do what? Right? To enter Jannah. And... Shukran. Right? You want to enter Jannah. That's number one. <coughs> number two. The more good deeds you do, what happens in Jannah? Okay, so you enter Jannah. Exactly. Understand? And you stay away from things. Right? That is bad because you fear Jahannam. No one stays away from Haram. Ah, because I just want to stay away. Because you have that fear of Jahannam. So again, this goes against the way of the methodology of the Sufis. And where do we get this that it goes away against this? From the Quran. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what does Nabi Ibrahim say? In Surah to Shu'ara. He says, وَجَعَلْنِي مِنْ وَرَثَةِ جَنَّةٍ نَعِيمٍ And, وَجَعَلْنِي and make me مِنْ وَرَثَةِ جَنَّةٍ نَعِيمٍ The inheritors of the Jannahs of bliss. See, he's asking Allah to make me what? To put me there. <laughs> وَتِلْ Allah says in another verse Surah Al-Zukhruf وَتِلْكَ الْجَنَّةُ الَّتِي أُورِثْتُمُوهَا بِمَا كُنْتُمْ 
ta'malun. And that is the paradise, that is the gardens. Allati which uristumuha, which you have inherited. Bima kuntum ta'amalun. This is what you have, the Jannah, which you see now, which you have inherited. Bima kuntum ta'amalun. From that which you did. You made amal, you made actions. In, what does Allah say in every second third verse? Right? You come how many times in the Quran? Oh, you who believe and those who do righteous deeds. Allah, otherwise He could not just say, amanu. Oh, you who believe and khalas. But, you need to do righteous deeds. You cannot be a good person, but you don't make salah. You cannot be a good Muslim. Right? Oh, mashallah, you hear people. You look at that brother, mashallah, such a good person. You know, he gives so much charity. He's always smiling, he's helpful. My mark is salani. He don't make salah. They don't fast. They don't cover the aura. They listen to music. They do all types of haram. Naima is a good person. He's a good person. How do, you, how do you differentiate what is good and what is bad? Based on what? Based on the Quran and based on the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Right? And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, لَقَدْ سَأَلْتَ عَنْ عَظِيمٌ وَإِنَّهُ لَيَسِيرُ عَلَى مَنْ أُمَيْ يَسَّرَهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَلَيْهِ And here, he says that indeed you have asked me about a great matter and verily it is easy for him for whom Allah makes it easy without right and now this teaches us a very important point and that is whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes easy for you will be easy Whatever is difficult is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he explains and he says, right, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ta'budullaha. Right, and before I get this, I would like to share a verse. That whatever, right, we mentioned whatever Allah makes easy will be easy. Whatever Allah makes difficult is going to be difficult. And Allah says, Yusra. Right? Suratu Talaq. That whosoever is God conscious, that indeed Allah will make for his matters, he makes his matters Yusran. Easy for him. The Prophet said, Huffatil Jannatu Bilmakarihi wa huffatil naru bishahawati. That Jannah, yani, to get there is going to be with what? With hardship. Not going to be easy. And to get to Jahannam is, how do you get by Jahannam? With Shahawat. With your desires is going to lead you there. Then the Prophet said, Ta'budullaha wa la tushriku bihi shay'a wa tuqimu salah wa tu'tizzaka wa tasumu ramadan wa tahujjul bayta. Right? And... This we don't need to go into, we don't need to explain this. We've explained this in two or three other ahadith as well at the start when we did the Arba'in about obeying Allah subhanahu 
ta'ala, not ascribing partners to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, making salah, paying the zakah, the five pillars of Islam, we understand this. Then he says, Allah, adulluka ala abuwabi khair. Shall I also inform you then, shall, shall I direct you? The Prophet sallallahu is saying, I'm going to direct you now to the doors of good. He says, as-sawmu jannah. He says that fasting is a shield. وَالصَّدَقَةُ تُطْفِئُ الْخَطِيئَةَ كَمَا يُطْفِئُ الْمَاءُ النَّارِ And sadaqah, right? Now this is not zakah. Zakah is wajib. This is sadaqah. This is voluntary gifting of money, sweets, chirps, food, whatever you want to give. Right? You at school, you maybe you have a friend, he doesn't have anything, you give him. For the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is sadaqah. And Right, what does sadaqah do? He says that sadaqah, it wipes away your sins. Like how water extinguishes a fire. Wasalatu and salah of a male and a female, obviously, fi jawfil layl in the middle of the night. Salatu tahajjud. And here the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he explains to us, and he says that fasting it is a shield. Fasting is there to protect us. And what comes to mind the hadith where the Prophet addressed the youth and he said, Ya ma'ashar al-shabab, O young group of people, man istata'a minkumul ba'a falyatazawwaj, that whosoever is by the means and they are able to support their wives in right, the future wife, falyatazawwaj, so he must get married. And if he can't, or first of all, before we come to that, because this is the protection of the private parts. And this is going to help you lower your gaze. And if he's not able to do this, then what must they do? They must fast. So here again, fasting is a shield. And here it is a shield against what? Against your desires. Because fasting will reduce your desires. The Prophet wasallam he said that whosoever fasts one day fi sabilillah in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ba'adallahu wajhahu aninnaar sab'ina kharifan that Allah will remove him. Take him far away from the fire of Jahannam 70 kharifa. And then he speaks about sadaqah as well. That sadaqah is going to extinguish, wipe away your sins. Inna al-hasanat yudhibna sayhi'at. That indeed good deeds, it wipes away your sins. This is only minor sins. As for major sins, you need to make tawbah as well. And then he speaks about salah, which is made in the middle of the night, salatu tahajjud. And we, he brings the verse Tatajafa Junubum, and we translated this verse when we translated the hadith. Then the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said, "Ala ukhbiruka bi ra'sil amr wa amudihi wa dirwati sanamihi." Kultu bala ya Rasulullah. Qala ra'sul amr al Islam. Now the Prophet sallallahu he speaks about the head, and he speaks about its pillars, and he speaks about his peaks. So he says the head of what? Of this matter? The head of the matter of ours is Islam. And then it is Salah. And then it is Jihad. And then the Prophet ﷺ, he ends the hadith with a stern warning. 
And this warning deals with the protection of the tongue. The Prophet ﷺ, he warns us about protecting our tongues. And in another hadith, the Prophet ﷺ says that if you can guarantee me right, that which is between your two lips and that which is between your two legs, your private parts, if you can guarantee me that this two things is protected, then you will be guaranteed Jannah. And this tongue, subhanahu right, it can make things and it can break things. Right? It makes friends, it breaks friendships. It builds societies and it breaks societies. How many families split because of a tongue? Not because of actions. Because of this one said this to that. That one said this to this. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He gives a severe warning to using the tongue to speak in bad about people to backbiting. Ayahibu ayakula lahma ahi maita fakarihtumu. And Allah asks this question with regards to riba. Backbiting. Do you love? Ayuhibu ayakula lahma akhihi. Do you love to eat the flesh of your brother? Imagine that. A human being is dead and you must eat it. Not going to eat it. But you want to speak bad about him. So Allah likens that. And this all comes away from the tongue. So beware. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And another point is the last point to end off on this. Is that none of us is free of this? We all fall into this. Wallahi, we all. And that's why it is important that before we go to bed at night to take stock of ourselves. Umar radiallahu anhi says, Hasibu anfusakum qabla an tuhasabu. Wazinu anfusakum qabla an tuzanu. Take stock of yourselves before stock will be taken of you. And Measure your deeds, weigh your good deeds before your deeds will be weighed on the day of Qiyamah. Right, so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide and protect us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our shortcomings and forgive our sins. Subhanakallah wa bihamdika shadu wa la ilaha illa astaghfiruka wa tubu ilaik.